Richard and Julie with you. Meaningful change will rest on the political will and the determination of civilians who oversee the Canadian Armed Forces. Retired Supreme Court Justice Louise Arbour saying, it's past time for the military to scrap the traditions and practices that perpetuate what she describes as a sexualized culture. Abur presenting the result of her year-long investigation today that includes 48 recommendations. She says it would be a mistake for the Canadian Armed Forces to think it can fix what she calls a broken system. Still, it will not happen without the support of CAF leaders and ultimately without the goodwill of all its members who are every day entrusted with the duty to protect our country and who do so on our behalf. Canada's defense minister says this report, unlike others, will not sit on the shelf. With us now on 680 CJOB is Maya Achler. She is Canada Research Chair in Social Innovation, Community Engagement, Associate Professor of Political Studies and Women's Studies at Mount St. Vincent University in Halifax. Professor, good afternoon and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me today. Talk about these recommendations and what it would take to change this culture. Is it actually possible without civilian oversight? That's a really good question. Uh, So this uh, report includes a large set of recommendations. A lot of them are very valuable for sure. Um, But it's not quite what I had expected. I definitely was hoping to see more concrete language on establishing an external civilian oversight body. What we got instead is uh, a recommendation to appoint an external monitor to oversee the implementation of this set of recommendations. So I think, you know, it's a different approach um, to change than maybe what we had hoped for, but it it is an interesting uh, path that she's chosen. Basically what uh, the recommendations add up to is an attempt to further civilianize the military, if you will. So it's about removing some of the things that were part of the military sphere that made the military exceptional, you know, such as jurisdiction over criminal case sexual offenses or military colleges potentially, and moving those out of, um, out of the military sphere. So it's civilianizing the military more, but without establishing civilian, stronger civilian external oversight. Are there other jurisdictions that we could look to there's militaries in in many other countries are they experiencing the same issues as canada's military are we trying to reinvent the wheel or does some place have this done and dealt with already yeah so i think a lot of western militaries are dealing with similar military culture uh, issues right now i wouldn't say that there's another jurisdiction that's figured it all out but i think we certainly need to keep talking to our allies and sort of learning from each other rather than um, all going our own way. So I think some of those conversations are certainly happening, um, but there needs to be even more exchange uh, at the international level. I understand how chain of command works and why it's important in military structures. And, and of course, there's kind of a chain of command in business as well. If you're experiencing an issue, you talk to your boss and, and so on and so far, so on, and you can go to HR. But generally, in the business world, there is someone that you could speak to that is, you know, perhaps a whistleblower hotline or others. In, in the cases of some of these women that were reporting um, sexual assault or other issues, they had nowhere else to turn to because sometimes their chain of command were the perpetrators themselves. So how do we go about changing the culture if they don't change the chain of command? 
Mm, yeah, that's a really good question. So I think, you know, you're absolutely right. I'm happy that you're talking about culture because I think for too long we've sort of focused on sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual misconduct without having that broader conversation of culture. And I think we're at the point today where we realize it's not enough to kind of tweak the military's culture. We need to really look deeply at some of the existing uh, systems around hierarchy, around obedience, about, around uh, giving a voice to those at the bottom of the rank system. Um, so I think, you know, that broader culture change, it's being recognized that it needs to happen. And, uh, you know, I think some of the recommendations uh, are going to help towards that. For example, there is a recommendation to make it easier for CAF members uh, to seek civilian recourse, like go to the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal more easily. Uh, so there, there's some provisions there for that, but I think uh, you're absolutely right that it is time to look beyond bad behavior and look at the culture itself. It also goes to recruitment policies and who you look for to join the military. And let's face it, uh, we're desperate to get people to join up uh, and, and because the culture is so bad, you can't uh, attract the right people. So mm-hmm. that's so very difficult. This is going to be a lot of heavy lifting, not months, yep. but years. For sure. And there's, you know, there's also the fact that the historical pool that the cast has recruited from uh, has been dwindling, right? A white men from rural Canada uh, is a shrinking pool for recruitment. And so the military really needs to be able to recruit um, from, a, from the more diverse Canadian population we have today. Um, and I really, you know, I actually think that culture change is one of those existential issues for the military today. But it really needs to figure this out um, in order to be able to recruit into the future. And I think we also need to have a larger Canadian conversation about what do we want the soldier to look like in the 21st century. You know, what, what are the, the features of the Canadian soldier we're looking for? Uh, because we really need to challenge the stereotypical image we have of, of who is a Canadian soldier.